Welcome to No Challenges Remaining. I'm Ben Rothenberg. Delighted to be joined across the Atlantic by the second member recently joining me of the tennis Twitter over 100,000 followers, journalists, club, small club, weird club, uh, in, a, <laughs> in a weird space. But I'm happy to get to, to see him in person on this Zoom after seeing him on my timeline constantly. Jose Morgado is here from Portugal. Jose, thank you for, for being on the podcast. Hello, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're at a tournament in, in Weres right now, you were saying, in, yeah. in Portugal. I know there was a tournament there last week as well. Exactly. So this is sort of the time of year for tennis in Portugal, right? Because I guess you have the ATP in, uh, coming up next week, right? It's a busy part of the year, yeah. We have a couple of challengers and then a, a couple of ITFs. But we actually, in the last couple of years, we had, we had a lot of, an incre- a big increase of, of, of international tournaments. We have like seven or eight challengers in, in during the year. I, I believe we are the, the third country or the fourth after Spain, Italy and France with the most challenger tournaments in Europe. And, mm. that, and that's pretty big for, for our tennis and a lot of ITFs. In, in 2021, we have 31 ITF events between the the smallest one, the $50,000 and the, a couple of 80,000 80, ones on the women's side. Last week we had a tournament in in Portugal with with Cristina Mladenovic and and a lot of a lot of top uh, top uh, top 100 WTA players. So it was, it's been a, a nice couple of years for for Portuguese tennis and for Portuguese tennis in terms of of organizing events and and we we are seeing the results in the rankings of our players, especially on the men's side. So I've been to one tennis match in Portugal in my life. It was a big <laughs> one. It was I was happened to be in town in 2018 for Eurovision, and the day I got there was the day of the Estoril final where Francis Tiafoe was playing against uh, Joao Sosa, and Sosa won, and he was the first ever Portuguese player to win an a ATP title in Portugal. And so it was a big day of celebrations there. But I guess I'm just curious, because obviously you cover the sport we see online like very globally, what is this sort of, and it's sort of, I guess, surprising maybe that someone who has developed such a following, you know, covering this sport globally would be from Portugal because it's not necessarily a country that has a lot of presence in the sport at that level, on the tour level. So, so how did, I guess, what do you make of the sort of popularity of tennis in Portugal? Let's start with that. Yeah, it's getting bigger. To be honest, Portugal, we doesn't have a big sports culture apart from, from soccer. In, in terms of in terms of popularity, in terms of interests, Portuguese people and Portuguese government and and, and institutions and and sponsors, pretty much just cover just cover just cover football, and and uh, to give you an idea, we have we have actually three three big sports newspaper in in newspapers in Portugal that daily newspapers that have like uh, I believe four to forty four pages forty to forty four pages per per day. Wow. And like 37, 38 pages are just football. The basically Portuguese football, and then a bit of international football because we have a lot of a lot of Portuguese players in, obviously in international clubs like Ronaldo and, and a lot of players in Spain in Premier League and and all that stuff. But but Portuguese people, in fact, don't care too much about about other sports. During the Olympic the the, the Olympics, they they remember that other sports exist, and obviously. <laughs> For tennis, it's pretty much with João Souza doing well in a couple of tournaments. During the Grand Slams, we care a bit more about tennis, and and obviously when when we have 
we had a, a certain pre period with, with Michelle Larcher de Brito, also Vitcharapova and Ivanovic and Kuznetsova and Radvanska, and, and she did pretty well. She was a big thing here because she, because she was like top 100 at 15 years old and and she was beating top, top 20 players at 14. So that was big for us. But but apart from that, is is very tough to 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 put tennis in in the in the media in the media space. But obviously, with Juan Souza, we are doing nowadays much better than than we are doing ten years ten years ago. Because João, I, I believe he has at the moment eleven ATP finals. He has he has four titles in eleven mm. ATP finals. And the uh, we only have one more ATP final in the entire history of Portuguese tennis. It was Frederico Frederico Gil in 2010, I believe, in Estoril. So, so to give you an idea that that Juan Soto really changed the 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 perspective of of of, of the people for, for Portuguese tennis. But but yeah, it's still not a big sport. Football is the is the main one, and then. It, it pretty much depends on, on the on the results of João to to put tennis in in the media in the media space on TV and on on the first pages of the newspapers. Actually, about Lasha de Brito, I was going to mention her later, but you've mentioned her there. Like, I, she's now a real estate agent in Florida, right? She is exactly. Yeah, she she pre, she pretty much stopped playing like at twenty five, twenty six. She she was a pretty big thing. She had everything, a lot of sponsors. A lot of obviously international sponsors by via IMG because she was she was a really she was a really big thing at Bolitieri and for all mm -hmm. all those entrants. But but when she when they understood that she, that she, she wasn't going to be as good as a top ten player or as a future world number one, she pretty much lost everything. I believe that she, she when she played Serena Williams in Wimbledon. At Wimbledon, at like 18 years old, and she she did pretty well in that tournament. And then when she beat Sharapova as well, she didn't have a, a contract, a, a clothing contract anymore. So she, she she had those three four years of glory, and then she and then she pretty much uh, lost lost all, all her sponsors, and then she lacked motivation, starting started to lose to lose in in ITF events and and. And yeah, some in some a couple of injuries as well, and and I think she lost motivation and and started to to think to about doing other things. And now she's, I think she she's doing well at real estate. She also has, I think, a, a pet's auto. She loves mm -hmm. animals, so she's doing she's doing that as well in in Florida. And I think she's she's happy, and that's the most important things. But obviously, it, it's a shame because she's by far our best. Um, our best Portuguese women's uh, tennis player ever, and 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 she had the potential to be to be incredible because what she did when she, when she was 15 and 16 gave us indications that she she would be great. And but things didn't didn't went the way we wanted, and she wanted surely. So to get more into into you, how did you get into tennis? I started with with my with my sister. She she liked she liked tennis. Back in the days, she liked Steffi Graf and 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 yeah, Andre Agassi and all that stuff. I, I remember that the first time I watched a tennis match was maybe the um, the Roland Garros final of uh, two thousand one, the women's final. So my first oh, tennis Kleister's idol, oh, and Capriati, yeah, exactly. So my first tennis idol uh, was Jennifer Capriati. I just love Jennifer Capriati, and I I was so upset when she stopped playing without without 
really retiring because she she never she never did. She just stopped and and never came back. So so I I, I remember all those battles against Serena Williams back in the days because I I loved how she, how, she, how she was pretty much the only player that 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 could really play the Williams sisters and now and the Williams sisters obviously were incredible but but Jennifer was pretty much the, the one that that played the the Williams the Williams sisters without fear then Justine Anna appeared a couple of years a couple of years later and obviously Kleisers and and then Sharapova but 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 yeah I I, I really like to, to watch Jennifer Capriati I remember that uh, I was 10 years old but I remember very well the, that Australian Open final against Martina Ingis in in 2002 where she came back I believe from 6-3 for love down and it was like 50 50 degrees Celsius it was it was crazy yeah. but but yeah that was the first match I watched and then I yeah I pretty much started to follow to follow every tournament because Tennis has a really good TV coverage in in Europe, in Portugal in particular. Eurosport had the entire uh, WTA circuit back in the days, and obviously all the, the all the Grand Slams. And then there is a, a, ch- a different channel, uh, the channel for where I work that that has the all, pretty much all the ATP tournaments. So I start obviously to follow to follow Federer and Nadal and and Brodick and and all those players and 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 so and, and yeah starting to to enjoy the to enjoy the sport and to and quickly be, I, I obviously love football but but tennis quickly became the the my favorite sport and I started playing obviously uh, I, I I played I played the beat and not obviously never tried to go professional but I play I played a bit till maybe till the juniors the the national circuits some 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 uh, league clubs and and all that stuff i played pretty decently but then nowadays i just i just practice like like once a week uh, when i have time yeah so and i know you were all speaking of people you're a fan of. i know i knew you on twitter first as a big fan of Anna ivanovich when she came exactly around. yeah that 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 was a, obviously i remember obviously following following all those players then then um, when when she appeared, I, I remember I remember uh, Ivanovic, Ivanovic's first WTA match in Zurich, I believe, uh, two thousand and four. Oh, and wow. then when, she, when yeah, when when she started to to do well, I believe her first big title was Montreal two thousand and six, beating Martina Ingis in the final. And then I I really started to follow her career because I, I was a tennis fan and then I was a big Ivanovic fan and and I created Twitter because of because of Ivanovic, I have a Twitter since my 15 years old, and mm. yeah she she was pretty she, I, I was following her career like I follow my my football my football team it was like a yeah I was rooting for her and I traveled to watch her in in different tournaments actually in Dubai in Madrid in at Wimbledon. I went obviously I went to those tournaments to watch all the players but but yeah she was my favorite player and 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 I I started Twitter to to meet obviously other fans and to follow journalists that were on site covering those tournaments and yeah it was it was a bit because of Vanna the the, the reason that my Twitter started but I was a big tennis fan before Ivanovic as a kid I was a big tennis fan already but yeah um, after Capriati retired, <laughs> I turned into a big Anna Ivanovic fan, and it, it, it was it was fun to follow that that first uh, phase of her career because she was incredible. And then it was a, a big pain to follow the the, <laughs> the roller coaster that that it was. Uh, I mean, the last uh, six or seven years of her career. So I'm seeing you joined Twitter in 2009. It's around the same time that I joined. 
that same summer. And yeah, I remember also sort of, I remember sort of linking up with Courtney for the first time because she was a big Anna Ivanovich fan. And I was at a tournament in Cincinnati where there were no live, there were no broadcasts of the first round match. And Ivanovich was playing some big first round opponent. I want to say like Azarenka or somebody like that. I'm not 100% sure. And, and she, anyways, I was like live tweeting this match and was sort of how Courtney and I first met was through Ivanovich Twitter community. So uh, very aware of that sort of subset. Yeah, so, so you got originally on on Twitter just as a fan and obviously myself on the internet, well, I don't know how much people know, everyone knows, but like I also sort of started as a tennis fan on like various message boards and stuff for tennis before Twitter. And then, yeah, so I got on Twitter once I started blogging a bit about tennis, but what was your sort of, what did you, what? how did your sort of tw- Twitter presence grow yeah i i pretty much started uh, as as an ivanovich fan as following her matches and obviously matches from other players and and starting to share what was your name always jose morgado on there or was it some sort of ivanovich yeah, thing it, it, it no it was it was always it was always okay. jose morgado and my nickname was well it was always that one but but i had for a lot of years my 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 photo my avatar it was a lot of times uh, different photo, uh, photos of anna so yeah. that, that that was the that was the the thing but my name was was well as my real name on twitter but yeah i started pretty much as a fan and meeting other people nowadays i have i have like three or four fans or four friends friends from twitter people uh, portuguese people that i met some of them are, are not even ivanovich fans some are charapova fans or one of them are a, a fan of of i believe uh, Yarmil, uh, back at the time daniela Antukova and yarmila gaidozova and all those oh, different yeah. players so i so i've met different portuguese fans that 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 today are my friends and i traveled with them a lot of times to madrid and to the u.s open even in the last couple of years like like i went to madrid as a journalist a lot of times in the last couple of years and those friends come with me as 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 tennis fans to watch to watch all those plays so i started as a fan i to, obviously to follow to follow anna and results and different journalists and, and accounts but I, but I, I i've met at the start of my twitter experience a lot of a lot of nice people and i and i became friends from from uh, for uh, with a lot of with a lot of them and that's the good part of tennis twitter <laughs> we know that that then we have a, a pretty much a crazy part of tennis twitter especially when you grow your following it's it's very tough to control yeah. we 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 can get to that but we we'll, I want to talk about the good yeah. part at least first yeah you're right though there there are people who uh yeah there's lots of people who I've met who I've met a lot oftentimes in person who I first knew from being on twitter but i guess biggest also for me like i started writing about it as a, as a blogger and then started doing freelance for newspapers or for New York Times mostly. And, and then started traveling and being credentials to tournaments there and meeting a lot of people in person that way. But you haven't, in terms of media, you're mostly because you do the broadcast stuff and other stuff, but you mostly stay based in Portugal for the most part. Like you go to Madrid and stuff, but you're someone who I can tell you from the press room, everyone is very aware of you who's at these, in these Grand Slam, you know, press rooms and, and sees what you're doing and follows you and, and, you're very fast on stuff and very uh, prolific and very complete and comprehensive and all these sorts of things. Like how, what do you remember when you sort of started shifting into having your account shift from being sort of a fan account to being the sort of news coverage and also I guess the sort of news coverage level that you do? Because I've told, I've said to people like if you only could follow one tennis Twitter account, it should be 
Jose Morgado for sure because you <laughs> cover you. everything. You, well, it's true because because I mean you, because you re- also see and retweet and aggregate or curate or whatever word you want to say like all sorts of news for other people as well. And you're sort of and you yeah. have a very complete way of doing it, which has to you know take a lot of time. I'm sure also and energy. But I'm I'm curious, yeah, how how you sort of got into that side of of being this sort of the tennis Twitter like complete. Uh, guy. Yeah, I, I believe it's it, it started when I when I when I started to work as a, on 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 a newspaper. I pretty much finished finished my college, I believe in twenty fourteen something like that. And then I I started to work on on, on the on the biggest sporting sports newspaper in Portugal when I when I did pretty much everything football and tennis obviously, but other sports. Yeah, when I, when I started to work. Uh, in a newspaper, when when my name started to appear on the pages of a big newspaper, I decided to, to be a bit more serious on Twitter to shift a bit, and to and, and yeah, to started covering uh, all the things, pretty much all the things that that I was watching. As I'm, I, I I'm pretty much always watching sports, different sports, but especially tennis. And I decided to pretty much put on Twitter everything I'm watching. If I'm if I'm watching a, a um, a match. I'm I'm tweeting a bit, live tweeting a bit about that match. If I'm not watching, but just checking the scores and and watching a bit, I I just put the um, the final score and find find uh, find some stats to find interesting stats to to share. And obviously, there are days when I when I have a bit more time and I can share a bit more more of uh, interesting things. But but yeah, in the in the other days, I just publish I, I just publish results and, and yeah, I started to understand that pe- that people like the things I, I I tweeted and I I'm and I I started to do it because I, because I, I believe in, in in a bit of respect to those people that 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 like that like the things I do because I, I also like to follow to follow a lot of tennis accounts. And and if people and if people follow my stuff, then I decided to to do it a bit more professional and put. Uh, sometimes I, I obviously have access to a lot of photo agencies, and when I see a, a, a nice photo, I I share as well. And obviously, when I when I was a, when I when I'm at the tournaments, I try to to do a bit of of report as, as well because I I stay in Portugal for most of the year. For, for, uh, and the big, the big reason is is because I I'm doing tennis commentary uh, I'm doing tennis commentary for 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 that that sports channel that has the, the ATP rights in Portugal and right. we do all tournaments in, in in Lisbon so if I I try to go three four tournaments per year I went to 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 Madrid I I go to Madrid every every year because it's really close yeah. to Portugal 45 minutes fly but I went to Dubai a couple of times I went to to the to the US Open once but but didn't go as didn't go as as press just decided to go the month before but yeah I tried to I, I did a lot of a lot of uh, Davis Cup ties home and away uh, but yeah I don't travel as much as I as I want but I I really I really want to to do a bit more traveling, maybe four or five tournaments per year. I'm planning to to go to Roland Garros and the U.S. Open this this year. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, I, I had I had credential for for Roland Garros the last the last two two years, but but the first the first it was pretty much um, 
uh, covered just just via via Zoom or Teams, I believe, in yeah. in at Roland Grass. So I, so I decided not not to go because it wouldn't make a big difference in terms of coverage. So I I went to the press conference and to the to the mixed zones and all that stuff via via teams but but yeah this year i'm planning to go to to those two grand slams because because my my tv channel doesn't have the the three grand slams apart from wimbledon we we broadcast wimbledon but not australia uh, Roland Garros, and the us open so i i can pretty much do uh, those tournaments live and that's the plan for for this year It'll be good to see you. Yeah, I've only really we yeah. haven't met that as much as I see you on Twitter constantly. I feel like you're a very visible part of my daily life. Like uh, <laughs> I've only really seen you spend time with you really that one day in in Estoril. So yeah, I guess you mentioned sort of I guess sort of adding the photos and stuff. Like you're, I think you figured out on a pretty you know a lot of like ingredients for what makes a good tweet or a tweet that will get more interaction. Can you share some of your your secrets with people? Like what you think sort of how to construct a tweet that is um, people people engage with I, I think there there is there is not a single way to 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 do things I, I there is there is very good tennis twitter accounts that are much different that that put a lot of a lot more of analysis and 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 there are people that as they as they work in english uh, or, or as they, their their daily work daily job is in english they they publish a lot of their of their stuff on Twitter, and I don't do that, which, which is fun because I, I I write daily a lot of a lot of stuff about tennis, but but mostly in Portuguese. So I don't I don't share too much of my of my of my work in my, in my Twitter account because my Twitter account is in English. So so even my comment my tennis commentary I don't promote it too much uh, on, on Twitter. So what I do on Twitter is is pretty much uh, totally apart from what I do on my on my daily job. It's like a uh, it's like I have two lives, but yeah. but yeah, it, so, sometimes I just I just I just decided to I just decide to put to put stats to put the results in context that that's very important, and 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 obviously I believe that 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 my that my following grew up so, so much during the last couple of years because I as I watch a lot of tennis and and as I'm always watching all those matches. For for the for the the most part of for the really the pretty much all year, I'm very quick to publish the results and to publish the all the stats and 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 and, and I, I think people trust me as a as someone who is watching the matches and 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 pretty much knows about what he, what is what is uh, uh, writing. But but yeah, I think the fact that I, that I'm I'm very quick. And I mm-hmm. and I and I publish a lot of results and and not only the the about men's tennis but also about women's tennis because as I as I told you I I, I love the WTA circuit as well I started as a Capriati fan and then Ivanovic and etc. So so yeah I, I think ju- I think that's the main reason because I I I really tweet a lot and I tweet uh, about the results very quickly. And I try to put it in in perspective, uh, the results in perspective, because uh, to tweet the results and and that's it. Most of the times, isn't enough for, for for people or for 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 tennis fans who want wants more more interesting information. Yeah, you're sure saying your your Portuguese written work and obviously the TV commentary you do in Portuguese is like a second life apart from. <laughs> Yeah. Twitter. So, what makes you so, I guess, dedicated to 
to putting this much time and effort into into Twitter to being good at it and as you do because you're up for a lot of long hours and stuff on it you know writing tweets finding photos adding stats retweeting things like I said you're you're sort of the most comprehensive account I think there is on tennis Twitter in a lot of ways for that what do you find rewarding about about being on Twitter and, and developing what you have developed on Twitter yeah, I, I just uh, nowadays I just can't watch a tennis match and don't tweet about it. So it, 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 it I just like it. Even when I'm when I when I'm doing commentaries, commentary on TV, sometimes I'm for five, six, seven hour consecutive hours uh, doing doing TV commentary. It helps me to to keep tweeting. Obviously, not as much as as when I'm not commentating, but but it tells me like to focus mm -hmm. and, uh, on, on the commentary. It tells me to 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 write and to tweet a, a bit of this uh, a bit of what I'm watching. Yeah. And 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 when I'm when I'm at home or when I'm at work and 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 writing my articles, yeah, it, it I, I really I really can't it, it gets to a point where where you just where you just don't where you just can't stop really keep updating and keep and, and yeah, it's rewarding because obviously I, I see that 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 most of the people, obviously there there are a small percentage that 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 is coming for you and saying that you should you should say that and not that and you just tweet about certain player and etc. But but most of the people really enjoy what I do and I feel rewarded for that just for the fact that that I'm doing something that that helps uh, to to grow the sport and and and, and helps the, and helps tennis fans and even here in Portugal I feel a lot of I actually I went I went last night last night quickly to a club in Lisbon. With a lot of younger people, and and I had like like at least ten kids who went to me to take a photo and say, oh, you, oh I like God. your commentary," and I, <laughs> and nice. I, yeah, I I think it's was this it a was tennis a, event or just some random random? Club? No, no, it was some it was some random nightclub, but 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 I knew that that was a lot of a lot of kids that like tennis there. Uh, and 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 yeah, a lot of them came to me. People people would ju would just would just follow my my job uh, on TV and on Twitter, but but also on TV. There was a, because we, we created recently an hashtag on our on our TV channel, and we we are very interactive with with uh, with the people. And it was nice to 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 see that people enjoy what I, what I what I tweet and what I say on TV and that's and that's obviously rewarding and yeah I, I had a couple of more I, I, I don't think I ever had I, I never had a, a, a job coming from Twitter I had, I had some obviously some I did some things in the in the web summit that I believe that were because of the because of the because of, of my of my following on Twitter I obviously entered as a guest in a couple of podcast international podcasts but but yeah, my my job and my my TV job. Most of my colleagues on on my TV channel don't know how many how many followers I have on Twitter. And and yeah. most of my co most of my are my uh, journalist colleagues in in different different newspapers that I that I work. They they just don't know if I'm big or not on tennis Twitter. They don't care about that. So so yeah, it's it's like like I said earlier. It's like I had I have two lives. But but it's it's fun because on the like like I like I said yesterday when I went to a club, the 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 kids and the, especially the younger generation of tennis fans they really recognize me and when I when I go to a place when when they are they they and even the 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 younger the younger Portuguese players they feel they they even feel a bit. <laughs> when they talk to me the first time they feel they feel a bit intimidated by my my, yeah. my Twitter 
by my duty of which is which obviously doesn't make sense but i understand them but it, but it's fun that that when they when they talk to me the first time the 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 the, the young the young portuguese players they 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 always mention my my twitter which is obviously fun because because it, it it's a thing that i do because i like and and it's nice to be recognized by that yeah no i've had a couple of times like that too where especially as i've been in the sport for longer you know, there's yeah. some like kid in the juniors who's coming up and I've never heard of them or I, like search their name or something. And I look at their Twitter and they and they already follow me. <laughs> so, so they sort of know who I am and I don't know who they are sometimes. And in, in when they're coming up in the sport, that's an interesting, interesting change in dynamic. So, yeah. So I guess so. besides from being a nightclub celebrity um, in <laughs> in Portugal, how have things how has your Twitter experience changed? for good and bad or, or as you sort of grown in, in followers, because I think you've really you know, taken off in these last, you know, four or five years or so um, in terms of really being this sort of level of comprehensive person of getting all this engagement, all these followers. I'm pretty sure you're going to pass me either this <laughs> year or next year. I'm pretty confident uh, in terms and, and, and take over fully uh, the world. So how, is, how has that changed your experience and sort of the your relationship with, uh, with Twitter and, and the media and, and just being more of a public figure, I guess, in this way? yourself and getting this sort of interesting unique kind of prominence yeah i i i try i try to 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 do the same things the same way but 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 sometimes but sometimes it it's tough because because yeah it gets it gets a bit uh, gets a bit bigger i i had a couple of times certain players that that replied me and try to to maybe uh, tell me to do things a different way even in portugal obviously i had a couple of times um people got got mad at something i i, I said on twitter mm -hmm. and, and and obviously it's 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 tough to deal with with some things you with some things you you you, you see on the, on your replies and you 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 see that surely more than me because because I, I I don't know I don't do much opinion on my on my on my tennis Twitter so I, I don't suffer as much as you from from that from that side from that from receiving too much hate from fans but but yeah there there, there is there is some tough days uh, for example today I had a, I read I had a really tough time with with uh, Stefano Stitsipas fans and 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 Stefano is someone says. that yeah, and Stephanus is someone that I really, really, really like since the juniors. He, he was someone actually that the first time he came to Portugal to play the Surreal Open after the first press conference, uh, he came to me uh, asking if if I was the Jose Morgado from Twitter because he was back in the days a big Anivanovic fan as well uh, as as a kid, and he, and he and he. He told me that he followed my tweets about Anna and then obviously about about the sports and about himself. So I know that he's someone who, who follows closely tennis Twitter, and as we know, that he's a big social media social media guy. So he's someone that I really like, and I really like his tennis because he's fantastic. <laughs> but today, I I just I, I tweeted uh, his results, and in the end, I said that he needed to get better to to try to defend his Monte Carlo title because he won. He won seven five seven six against Lazlo Jerry. Didn't play great apart from his good serving. And and two hours later, Alexander Zverev, who is having a terrible year for for many different reasons, played a good match and beat Karen Ogusu, who is obviously a very tough player on clay. And I said that 
that that was actually a, a good win for someone like Zverev, who isn't winning many matches in in this uh, in uh, 2022, and people got mad because uh, Stefanos and and Alexander fans don't like each other, and and people who like Tsitsipas don't like Zverev as much. So they so they said that I prefer Zverev. And 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 I and I prefer to to cover an abuser apart from and not and not obviously the, and I and I never never say good things about Stephanus which is which is not right. So I had a couple of a couple of exchanges with Tsitsipas fans for no reason because I just said that he needed to play better to to defend his title and I and I still and I still think that's the case. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, it's it's a tough world. We know we know, it's it's. A, if if you if you read too much into the replies, obviously you 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 can get hurt sometimes because they they are never they are never happy with 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 the things you say. Obviously, we have we have a strong base of Djokovic fans and then the uh, Rafa fans. Federer not so much at the moment because he's he's away. But but there are some very tough groups about people that that in the same day tells you that you have an, an agenda against Djokovic and then against Nadal and then against uh, Medvedev. <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, so even even when doing tennis commentary, sometimes I have people saying in the same match that I'm rooting for different players. So, yeah. so you can never, you, you, you can never please everybody, but, but I yeah. try to stay the same. <laughs> yeah. It's tough though. You're right. Because like there is this sort of layer of, because you, people on the internet, spend so much more time complaining or being angry than being positive, right? So even if you, I try to remember, you know, like obviously both of us have, you know, 100,000 insane numbers of people who, who have chosen to follow us and lots of people who have chosen to unfollow or, or block me and that's all fine too. And people choose to be there, but you only hear from sort of this like very, very small minority of, of angry, you know, sometimes crazy people. And it can be difficult to sort of, and it could be discouraging, you know, in terms of trying yeah. to interact and talk those things. Yeah, and all those fan bases have their own sort of unique flavors. And you're right, I have had, I've had certainly tweets, or I've had the same tweet get responded to with like, oh my gosh, you're always so anti-Nadal. And then someone under the same tweet says, oh my gosh, you're always so pro-Nadal. Like people just like read like this, these imaginary biases into into the same thing and just sort of bring their own existing uh, opinions or attitudes or uh, prejudices or preconceptions, whatever you want to call them, into into how they process even benign things. And yeah, I think obviously both of us, I think, got big spikes in our Twitter following in January during the whole Djokovic Australia uh, situation when that was a huge, you know, mainstream news story around the world. And yeah, the amount of the amount of like, you know, I know I went into every. And there was a lot of anger on both sides of that issue. That was a sort of unique time. But generally with Djokovic specifically, I think he is sort of a unique, and his fan base I think is unique at this point in terms of their level of uh, defensiveness and aggression towards their guy and any perceived slight or, you know, insult to him that they'll come up with. And anytime I tweet about him, which is not very much because he hasn't been playing very much this year, I get, oh my gosh, you're obsessed with him and you only ever think about him. It's like, have you looked at my previous, you know, hundred tweets where he wasn't mentioned just because today he played a match or lost a match or pulled out of a tournament or whatever it is, there was actual news around him. Yeah, and it can, it can be discouraging. It's like sort of like whenever I tweet about Djokovic and now I know like I sort of like brace myself like, okay, here, you know, here comes going to come the various abuse and 
all sorts of DMs and saying various things in Serbian about what they want to do to my mother. Like, you know, like yeah. I, 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 I sort of understand that part of the equation, but it's also, it can be uh, off-putting for sure. And not that Djokovic fans are going to get mad at that and say that I'm unfairly signaling that. They are different. It is a different flavor with them currently in the recent years, especially with me probably. But there are certainly other fan bases that can do similar things. And I've had, yeah, moments with, certainly with Sitsipas fans, with, with Zvera fans, with Nadal fans, with Serena fans, with, uh, yeah. uh, with Sharapova fans. Yeah, those were, and they're sort of most, for the main part of most of the years I was on tour, the f- three, four main groups of fans were Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and Serena were the four sort of main groups. The Murray fans yeah. were pretty, pretty quiet and pretty easy, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they were, those were the main groups and yeah, it's just, what? you know, it can get very tribal for people. With, with Serena, it happened with me as well during that that infamous final because because the the empire was portuguese and then people oh, people right. yeah so yeah right. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos Ramos with with someone that I really had a good relationship because he's a really great guy he's working pretty much in every the challenger tournaments here in portugal during the the last couple of weeks a really good guy and, and I, I i recently knew him back in the days and and, and and at the time I, I just couldn't talk about the, the 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 incident because people said that time I was against Serena just because I'm Portuguese and Carlos was Portuguese but for me in, in that moment that was completely indifferent if the if the empire was Argentine or Spanish I, w- I would have the same opinion about about the incident the incident that was unfortunate for for everybody and especially for tennis yeah. and for Naomi and for for every for everybody. But yeah, I had I had that those that week with Serena fans, but that was the, that was the the only time, probably because I because I I really tried most of the times to be positive about everybody, even even about Djokovic and and all these these <laughs> these vaccinations <laughs> situation because I, I'm from a country that that had ninety percent of people vaccinated in in three or four months, so mm-hmm. so you can imagine my opinion on on that matter. But but yeah, I really try to respect that that he is putting his career in risk for for keeping for keeping his his ideas uh, for for staying staying truth to to his to his ideas. But 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 yeah, people attack me a lot of time, and and I think I think that the Djokovic fans it it really has to do with the fact that he, he has been. Under under the radar, he had the, the thing on, on the U.S. Open, the disqualification on the U.S. Open, and then obviously mm-hmm. he's very good, and and and, and he, we tweet a lot about them and we uh, about him, and we we talk about a lot of him because he, he's winning a lot during the during the last the last five or six year, and, years, and and he really he really started winning in a in a tennis world that had already two big fan bases, and and obviously. Maybe Djokovic, Djok- uh, maybe Rafa and Roger uh, got a bit better press during the years. I believe, I believe that that's 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 also the that's also true. But mm-hmm. but Djokovic didn't help in, himself a lot of times along the way, and his his fans are very aggressive and very defensive because they felt the need to defend him from things that sometimes he put himself in without without any need. So. So yeah, he's a great player, and I really hope uh, that that he can come back on tour like playing regularly, because because I'm I'm really really tired of this entire stories of of him pulling out of tournaments because of of reasons that that have nothing to do with tennis, and and I think it 
it, it was terrible for tennis, terrible for him, ter terrible for everybody, what happened in Australia. And then again in the in the US, and, and I hope he can can come back and obviously win or lose, but 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 playing and, and come back like like full time on tour. Yeah, the whole thing was so unnecessary, it was really was just frustrating about it. Like if he had just gotten vaccinated and kept playing and won the Australian Open, it would have been, you know, business as usual, it would have been fine. The other thing that sort of gets me about that is that everyone, you know, thinks people read i'm sure you get this too people always assume my emotions about results that i'm like very happy or very sad based on some result people are like oh my gosh Djokovic won his first round in 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 dubai you must be crying uh, or you know oh my gosh zarev won a tournament you must be so mad like no like that's not how I, I it's not that emotional for me the wins and losses in tennis it's just never never been that way certainly since i started covering when i was a fan but, you know, yeah, for sure, I was more emotionally invested in it than I am as a reporter. As a reporter, I really, that's, the wins and losses don't make major differences to my mood for the most part. I, unless there's some, like, great story for some reason that gets disrupted, you know, something like, not not really this exactly, but something along the lines of, like, Serena Williams, like, going for the calendar slam and then losing before the final. Like, that would have been like, oh, it would have been nice to have that final in that moment. Yeah. I can think things like that, you know, sort of pay attention to the story rather than, oh, you know, I'm so... Uh, invested in, uh, you know, like in, when Djokovic was in the US Open final, like for example, like yeah. I was excited. I had never seen the, it was very cool that he was there and got so close to doing it. And I was, if he'd won, it, it would have been a really cool moment for tennis and to see what it would be like to have someone win a, you know, a grand slam, uh, the real grand slam, like in during my reporting career would, would have been really cool. And so it's disappointing I didn't get to see that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just not people, yeah. Again, there's sort of this, all these assumptions and stuff. And again, I know it's a minority of people, but it is, very you know loud and stuff and then yeah there's all and there's other, yeah. i'm sure you get other I, topics I, I, other people writing about you elsewhere too on or for me i certainly got someone i was playing i'm playing in a, a quiz league based in india just before i was did this podcast with you and someone on there was asking me like oh do you ever go because they recognize my name or me or something and were like do you ever go on on tennis reddit because they really don't like you on tennis reddit it's like I have, I do know that. I don't spend a lot of time searching for that. Um, but yeah, but it, we sort of become these weird, you know, sort of you know, small scale public figures, also in this in this small world of tennis, which is really pretty small. Yeah. When you realize how big people but, like you or me can get from it. Yeah, it, it's it's get it's it gets tough sometimes. It, it happens. It happened to me like last year, I believe, and I know it happened to Courtney that people went to check on my older tweets when I when I was just a fan and that yeah. happens a lot people that that try to find uh, screenshots of things I said about um, Roger or Rafa and the, the, and the, the fun thing is that I said I said good and bad stuff about pretty much everybody so so people even 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 by that perspective can say that I was more of a Djokovic hater or a Nadal but yeah I, I said a lot of stupid stuff about a lot of players <laughs> so like uh, 10 or 11 years ago and uh, i get that a lot and then i i get what what you said uh, recently i'm i'm getting a lot of a lot of people saying that i'm very very pro carlos alcaraz because i tweet a lot about him but i tweet mm -hmm. a lot about him because he wins a lot <laughs> that's yeah. the reason if it starts if it's if it stops playing or if it, or if it stops winning 
I won't tweet about him as much. But 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 yeah, I don't have any problems to say that for me, Carlos Alcaraz is one of the best things that happened to tennis in the last many many years, and I and I and I can understand that by the feeling that I have even here in Portugal. I went to mm. I, I'm I'm doing live tournaments in the last three three weeks, and everybody every player talks about Carlos. And and even when I when I'm doing commentary on on TV, the uh, when I'm doing Carlos matches, the our our hashtag uh, of 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 our TV channel just just gets full of people commenting commentating about the kid. Even even professional uh, players of other sports. We had during the Nadal uh, Alcaraz match, we had like a crazy 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 following, uh, which is which which for Portugal is very unusual. And 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 yeah, I think Alcaraz is great for tennis. But if he if he lose, I won't lose my mind about that. Obviously, I think it was a very nice story, like you said. I think it was a great story that that he won Miami, and that and, and it would be a, a very nice story if he does well so young. But yeah, that 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 probably there will be like a couple of more talented players that will come and 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 fight for the for the top spots with him. So I'm not really rooting for him, but I think that that is great for the sports, and and that's it. Yeah, no, he's been he's been a huge story over here too. Obviously, he sort of was the main player. Him and Sviantek on the women's side, obviously, who won both yeah, of those tournaments yeah. as well. Like, but obviously, he's doing it much more unknown than her because she already won a Grand Slam. Uh, he's coming up at eighteen, doing things we haven't seen statistically in a long time in tennis and playing with this incredible you know charisma. Like I saw at the U.S. Open last year when he beat Sitsipas, and like the atmosphere in Arthur Ashe Stadium for that match was was really incredible. So I, yeah, I, I totally recognize that. And yeah, you're right. People do sort of read and positive if you know if you're too positive about somebody they get mad at you if you're too negative about somebody they get mad at you this sort of this impossible uh middle ground that they want people to try to occupy uh that can't really can't really be done but anyway besides what everyone you know says obviously like i said you're clearly doing something very right here in this uh in this world to have developed what you what you can so congratulations on on all of that and any other any other thoughts before I uh, let you go on, on anything else? Anything else you want listeners to know about Jose Morgado, who they see on their timeline all the time? I, I don't think so. Just just thank you. Thank you again for for having me here. And and yeah, and I, I really try to I really try to be as NBA as as, as possible. And yeah, I think that we touch the, the main the main the main threads of, of tennis reader. I think it's a, it's a fun, most of the days, most of the days I have a lot of fun on tennis reader. I, I, I really have a good time reading some things that, that people, that people, that people send to me, but, but yeah, well, like we said, there are, there are some, a minority of people that, that likes to spread that and we have to try to deal with it the best way possible. And, and I'm, and I'm trying to do my best every day. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people who I also just block. I've gotten more aggressive with the blocking in the last couple of years. I saw there was some crazy stat. I saw that maybe it was on the app. I saw something that I've blocked like more than four thousand people, <laughs> which I was I saw that I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. But I'm sure I have my reasons, and I don't regret any of them. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, just, I, ma- I blocked just make it fun too. for yourself. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm yeah, I'm blo- I'm blocking a lot too recently. Just people that that are disrespectful i i don't have i don't even have time for that because and and my and i block every every people that tells me oh all i can stop seeing you in my timeline then i do them a favor <laughs> and i block them <laughs> in, in, yeah because 
if people don't like what what I tweet, they just they, they have an, the option for for not following me or for blocking me. Exactly. It's it's, it's all good. And 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 about about those things, uh, it, it's fun because I I'm I'm I think I'm blocked just by a tennis player. And that's Sloane Stephens who blocks everybody as well. <laughs> and I, and I, really, I really don't know why because I, it, it was it was recently and I don't tweet much about her and I really and I actually like very much Sloane Stephens and I and I got a text recently for saying that she was one of the most talented WTA players and there was a lot of people, oh she's not she just won a she just won a fluke Grand Slam and something like that but I really went to defend her. But yeah, she's the only professional tennis player I believe that that has me blocked, which is <laughs> m maybe sometimes I, I, I maybe in the future I, I will chat with her and and ask her about that. <laughs> you never know. I mean, like there's players who've blocked me also, um, and I some of them I, I I can understand why. I know there was like a moment or something that I had that I understand why they blocked me. Others I have no idea, and it is what it is. I I try not to take it too too seriously and you know and again if if, if for whatever reason like sloan decides blocking but if someone like sloan decides that she would be happier without seeing my tweets like okay like that's that's yeah. her choice okay, she, you have control over your own your own thing so uh everyone does that everyone should should hopefully not block yeah i looked at the number four i've blocked 4500 accounts 4587 accounts i've blocked on here oh. you can see that yeah uh, you can't really see there you go it's a lot. Yeah, I think my number isn't that high, but but surely over one someday for sure. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Jose. Appreciate it, and see Thank you, you in Madrid, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.